New Thought Guy. So I want to start out with a uh, little story. Um, and here's how it goes. This is the story now. Fire! Fire! In the midst of a great feast, the villagers turned their heads in a drunken stupor and through their hazy vision saw rapidly spreading flames threatening to engulf them. They desperately looked around for a way out, but were too drunk to get up. We're done for. We might as well get ready to die, somebody started to weep. However, one clear-headed person called out, Isn't the much-honored and venerated Buddha staying in our village right now? His wisdom will help us escape from this god of fire. Everybody prayed quietly, and a few moments later the Buddha appeared. At once the strong and solemn voice brought on a sense of calm. Each sentient being has three fires burning within them, he said. The fire of greed, the fire of anger, and the fire of ignorance. The fire is there. I will use the water of supreme wisdom to put out these fires. And in the flash of an eye, the fire disappeared without a trace. The villagers, with newfound faith in and gratitude for the Buddha, wept in joy and cried praises. It is not I, he said, you are to have faith in, but the divine within you. Later, when he got back to where he was staying, the monks that he was staying with, asked him how he knew to perform this miracle. And per his usual, the Buddha told a parable. And he said, one day, a ferocious wind came and caused the bamboo bushes to chafe together with such violence that they caught fire, setting the whole mountainside forest ablaze so all life would surely end. Then a parrot called Joy, feeling sorry for creatures without wings to fly away, soaked up water with her small wings from the nearby sea and flew back and forth hundreds of thousands of times between the sea and the forest trying to extinguish the fire. A passerby asked the bird, how can you, being so small, hope to put out such a great fire? The parrot replied, my heart is more powerful than the fire. Even if I cannot put out the fire in this moment, I swear and declare I will do it in the next. And with seemingly supernatural power, brimming, brimming clouds came into view, and the rain came onto the mountainside, thus instantly saving every living being on the mountain. The Buddha said to his monks, I inspired them by telling them, the villagers, about truth about who they are so they could reveal the divine within and use law to extinguish the destructive fires in their hearts and attain peace. The fire isn't out there as much as it is in here, he said. 
pointing to his heart. When you extinguish one, it is easy to extinguish the other. Peace in heart inspires the imagination and sparks intuition to rise up with wise and effective decisions and actions. A little long story, but a great story of what the Buddha was talking about. He was talking about our nature. What is our nature? Who are we? When I was thinking about that, um, it reminded me of that um, first um, uh, Batman movie with Mike, when Michael Keaton was Batman and he was up on the roof with a um, with one of the bad guys and the, one of the bad guys was looking at him and he was kind of frightening looking um, in this in this in his Batman costume and and the bad guy goes who are you and and Michael Keaton as Batman says I'm Batman well you're Batman better yet. I dare say you are God. You are the God of your experience. You are the God of your thoughts, of your ideas, of your feelings, of your beliefs, of your actions. Oliver Sacks, the famous neurologist who, um, who talked about bringing humor into your life when your body temple is not at ease and whether it is at ease or not, actually. And he wrote, each of us constructs and lives a narrative. This narrative is us. This narrative is us. So what's your narrative? Have you decided what your narrative is going to be, especially now that you're in the house all the time, except for maybe taking a walk or a bike ride or something like that, running to the store, etc. What is your narrative? How do you feel about what's going on? What's your narrative about what's going on? It's not mine. It shouldn't be my narrative. It's your narrative. It especially shouldn't be the narrative that you're seeing and they're talking about on CNN or whatever um, news that you watch. It shouldn't be their narrative. It's none of those people. It's none of those things. It's not mine. It's not CNN. It's not your past. It's not your parents. It's not even what your therapist or your counselor or your minister says. It's what you say. It's what you choose to know. It's what you choose to decide is your per perception on life, is your narrative. Stuff is happening around us, all around us. Some of that stuff seems scary, is possibly scary. But we disguise, we did get to disguise we get to decide how it affects us. Is it happening around us? Is it happening to us? No, it is not happening to us unless we allow it. So, of course, this is still um, Women's History Month, so I, I like to make sure, even though I do it anyway, I like to make sure that I use a lot of um, quotes from, from women. And today I'm using quotes from New Thought Women. And I'm, I'm going, going back a few years to Florence Scoville Shin. Uh, she wrote a book called Your Word is Your Wand. As in, your wand. And she said, man's word, meaning mankind, humankind. Remember, she was writing in the late 1800s, early 1900s. She said, man's word is his wand filled with magic and power. Yeshua, she said Jesus, of course, Yeshua emphasized the power of the word 
By the words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Reading from the Bible. And death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is from the New Testament, something that Jesus said. And she goes on to say, So man has power to change an unhappy condition by waving over it the wand of his word. In place of sorrow appears joy. In the place of sickness appears health. In the place of lack appears plenty. She's talking about our nature. What is our nature? And what are we doing with our nature? And how are we nurturing our nature? Especially now. Um, in the uh, Science of Mind, and you probably hear this, it, it's talked this, this phrase is in new thought all over the place. Principle is not bound by precedent. So principle is not bound by what you were thinking a minute ago that is fearful or panicky or worrisome. Worrisome. Principle is not bound by that precedent of that idea. That idea, the new idea, the new normal starts now with what you're thinking now with that um, where is it? That, affir that affirmation that is there now. Dr. Bitzer was the um, first uh, thought leader that I had contact with in this movement. He, in case you didn't know, he was um, one of the first people in this movement other than uh, Ernest Holmes, as far as the science of mind, the religious science movement. And in fact, uh, Ernest Holmes um, asked him to move from New York to Los Angeles to do his um, ministry and his thought uh, full thought leader work here in Los Angeles and had a had a uh, big um, center in Hollywood California and Dr. Uh, Bitzer always said stay in principle even on special occasions we're in a special occasion right now aren't we we're in a very special occasion, and a very unusual special occasion. There's, there's no denying that. But principle, stay in principle, even on special occasions. So what is principle? Well, I'm going to go to the Science of Mind book, where Dr. Holmes actually defined principle, since he it is his definition that we use. And he said, the source or cause from which a thing results, a truth which is unchangeable. Principle is truth. And what is that truth? That the divine ex expresses itself within each and every one of us individually, uniquely. And we are that expression. And in that expression, we use the principle of the law of cause and effect to bring into our lives and in our mind, in our, in our hearts, and in our, through our gut, because the intuition and imagination kind of gurgles in there, um, the best life, the best ideas, happiness, joy, the state of mind that we decide we want to be in, even on this special occasion. Ernest Holmes said in the Science of Mind book on page 282, in case you have your book next to you, and this, um, this idea is in all caps. I wrote it in all caps in my notes, but it, but it is in all caps in the book. He says, to desert the truth in the hour of need is to prove that we do not know the truth. Hmm. 
So if you if you're thinking, well, me knowing the truth and me doing my spiritual practice and, and me having these ideas and using affirmations aren't going to work, you're right. You get to be right. Isn't that isn't that amazing? That's actually very amazing. Because, you know, you get to be right about that in the same way you get to be right that I am going to find things to do, which I know you have plenty of things to do. I'm going to not go stir crazy. I am going to go outside. I am going to be kind and respectful to everyone. I am going to sit and enjoy no matter what I see or hear in the news, no matter what might be going on in my body temple. I am going to allow joy, the power of the universe, of God, of divine intelligence, of divine um, energy and vitality to live in my being and watch my body and my mind and my heart heal itself. I am staying on principle. The theme for this year is perception. So that's all I'm talking about. What, what is your perception on what's going on? What is your perception on what's going on out there? Where's the window? Right there. What's going on out there? And most of all, your perception of what's going on here in the divine matrix of mind, heart, and gut. What is your perception on that? You get to decide. I don't get to decide. I can inspire you, maybe motivate you even, although we already talked about that. Motivation is a come see, come saw, short-lived kind of thing. But I can inspire you to use that and your spiritual practice to keep going, to keep moving forward even on this special occasion. So, okay, okay, You're, I, I can hear it. I can hear it through the internet. What about monkey mind? What about all the stuff going through my head? Yeah, I get it. It's going through my head sometimes too. I'm not, I'm not, I am not not vulnerable, is that correct, to, to what I hear. I dismiss it pretty quickly as far as allowing it to get into my heart. But I, I get a little monkey mind now and again. So what? You're home for now. So let's take a moment to get clear. That's what this is all about. To get clear on what's going on. So um, I want to talk a little bit about clarity. I want to jump into a book that Maria Namath um, wrote called Mastering Life's Energies. You may know uh, Maria Namath by her uh, Energy of Money book, but she has several other books. And uh, I want to thank Lori Savage for, for gifting me um, her, uh, a copy of Mastering Life's Energies. So Maria Namath says, clarity entails tuning into our inner guidance systems, our inner guidance systems. But how can we know our voice of wisdom is speaking or when we're just having another monkey mind conversation? And these are the five ways to know that it's monkey mind. Are you ready? Here we go. Very insistent. Monkey mind is very insistent. You got to listen to me right now. This is important. This is integral. This is going on. You better listen. You better listen. Your life depends on it. Very insistent that monkey mind. It's also survival oriented. You'll find your body tensing up. Maybe not quite this silly, but you'll find your body tensing up. That's monkey mind. 
a sense of dread or impending doom. I know that's kind of going around. That's going around more than the actual virus. That's monkey mind. Defensiveness. If you find yourself being very defensive about um, how you're feeling instead of just allowing your feelings to to be there for the minute and a half and going through and then getting done what needs to be get, getting done, whatever that is, fun, play, work. Are you allowing that to take you over? Um, when you get defensive, you start feeling accused of. I don't accuse that. That's why I don't accuse anybody of anything. That's why I tell you to go ahead and feel your feelings for a minute and a half. Because I want you to feel your feelings so you can bust through Sora and Zoom from them. And away from them. That turning away from the condition. Feel your feelings. I don't want you to den deny your feelings and let them sit up back there waiting to explode. Feel your feelings. Take control and move on. So... Some people may feel like I'm accusing them. I'm not accusing anybody of anybody. I'm informing you what you can really do in case you forgot. The uh, fifth um, sign of monkey mind is um, you're very humorless. Nothing's funny. Nothing is silly. Got to get some silly. Got to get some silly in your life, whatever that equals, whatever that looks like, whether it's something on... The TV, even the aquarium, I haven't been watching it, but um, that could be silly as well as beautiful. Um, reading something funny, calling somebody funny, watching something funny, doing silly fun things. If it's monkey mind, what's going on in your head is humorless. So wisdom, how do we know it's wisdom talking to us? Compassionate. What you're hearing, what you're feeling is compassionate both towards yourself and others. It's spacious in that your heart relaxes. Your body is relaxed when you know wisdom is coming in and speaking to you. There's a gentle humor about the situation. Like I was saying before, there's a gentle humor going on that you're in the house. That even though you're outside in this expansive world, you're still making sure you're six feet away because that's smart and safe right now. Generosity of spirit. Boy, I'm, I'm seeing that in most people. Um, generosity of spirit, helping others, uh, you know, going to the neighbors who who can't for one reason or another um, get out to get what they need to get. I'm seeing that all over the place in my neighborhood, especially um, because that's where I'm hanging out. A sense that all is well or will be well. It will be well. Whether it's a month from now, three months from now, or next week, all will be well. Because we are always more powerful than any virus that shows up. We as an individual and we as a people and as a world. So basically, monkey mind is destructive thoughts. And wisdom mind, intuition and wisdom mind are constructive thoughts. So if you're having constructive thoughts, positive, constructive, loving thoughts, you know, you're working through wisdom and intuition. But you get to decide, you get to decide what what's going to stay in and what's going to go out. You get to decide what frame 
<laughs> surrounds your picture. What frame? You get to decide. So decide. I'm going to read a quote from Emily Cady as we as we get to the end of um, our talk. She wrote a, um, I believe it's a book or it's a chapter in the book. I'm sorry I didn't get specific about it, but I, I, I love this, this uh, title, Bondage or Liberty, Which? Emily Cady wrote, each man, again, not really gender, each man must sooner or later learn to stand alone with his God. Nothing else avails. Nothing else will ever make you master of your own destiny. There is in your own indwelling Lord all the life and health, all the strength and peace and joy, all the wisdom and support that you can ever need or desire. You know the old joke, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Well, it's the same way you get to love versus fear. The same way you get to calm versus panic. The same way you get to hilarity versus hysteria. The same way you nurture your true nature. Practice, practice, practice. And I'm talking spiritual practice. Emily Cady also said, we go apart to get still talking about spiritual practice, that new life, new inspiration, new power of thought, new supply from the fountainhead may flow in. And then we, we come forth to shed it on those around us that they too may be lifted up. Text a friend, call a friend, remind them that you love them, that you are there. And now it's time to celebrate today's special holiday. In case you didn't know, it is actually National Goof Off Day. So I want you to go off and goof off. Take the rest of the day off. Stay at home. Because <laughs> for most of us, you have to. Get a puppy. Because tomorrow is National Puppy Day. But no matter what you do, where you go, be on the walks, say hi to people, express your love be in gratitude the first thing you do when you wake up don't even don't even get up open your eyes and be grateful for everything you're grateful for name five things the fabulous person lying next to you that you even woke up this morning that's a little dreary but um that the sun is shining or the rain is falling if it's a nice beautiful rainy day that whenever find those five things you are grateful for today right now and hold on to those all day use the affirmation for the day twice a day get into your spiritual practice and then get out there and take a walk and even though you may be six feet away from the person next to you make sure you're clasp your hands together maybe or just open up your hands to show that your heart is open and give everyone a good and pleasant and blessed and joyful and loving namaste namaste to you